Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I think ASAP and Rihanna were in the house, high, <laughs> smoking a blunt, and that is the comforter that they were laying on. <laughs> What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to yet another episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and here's where we keep you updated on everything that's going down in hip hop music culture. I, one of your lovely hosts, radio personality, media personality, content creator, and now podcaster, Asia Sky. And I'm your other lovely host, media personality, radio personality as well, media enthusiast. I'm A Dub. Today is Thursday, aka pre Friday, and we got some good things happening going into the weekend. So Meek Mill has announced he's coming back with a new album. Finally, finally, finally. We've been waiting on this. Mm-hmm. Also, the Met Gala was a few days ago and a couple of people were stepping out. You know, Rihanna, ASAP Rocky, Frank Ocean and more. So we got to discuss these looks. Plus, Nicki Minaj is has been going in on social media these past few days. And a lot of people have been having things to say about it. And they haven't been so good. Mm-mm. Also, Roddy Rich is teasing his brand new album, too. So we might have some popping new music Fridays to come in the next coming weeks. So let's get down to it. Oh, but first, make sure you are following this podcast wherever you're listening right now. Follow, follow, follow. We on this following slash subscribing spree right now. Mm -hmm. And if you do follow us or subscribe to us, make sure to let us know so we can shout you out on Instagram, Twitter, social media, all of that. You follow me at Asia Sky. Follow me at A-Dub. Yeah, make sure you follow and hit us up. Now let's get down to it for real. Okay, let's start with Meek. He's back. Yep, Meek Mill took to social media to announce that he is going to be dropping a new album, and this is his newest album in three years it's been. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's been a long time, and he announced that this new project is going to be called Expensive Pain. Yeah, all of his album titles have that same kind of theme. Wins and losses, dreams and nightmares, dreams worth more than money, like dream chases. Like it's all that that juxtaposition, that oxymoron. Yeah. Expensive pain. It's a very Meek Mill title for sure. <laughs> very much so. But a lot of what people were talking about with this new uh, release is the album artwork. Yep, the album artwork is it's a depiction of an original painting by famed artist Nina Chanel Abney. Yeah, and it's like these abstract-looking figures. It's these naked women. It's cars. It's fire. All things you would see on a Meek Mill album cover, but in like an abstract art format. It actually looked pretty cool to me. I thought so, anyway. But a lot of people on Twitter did not agree. <laughs> I saw a lot of people saying, like, yo, we had nothing but trash album covers this year. Like, what, what are these people coming out with? 
what are these rappers doing? And I'm just like, oh, y'all didn't like that? It looked very artsy. I, I, I like the direction he went simply because we haven't seen that on a Meek album cover, really. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of very much to the point, like, with um, with dreams worth more than money. Like, you put the money on the cover or you put the shackle to the watch, like, on the uh, Dreams and Nightmares album cover. So it's kind of been literal covers. So I like... Well, even this is a little bit literal, but still, I like the abstract art version of it. Like, just how the figures look. I'm glad he got an artist, and I'm glad it's a woman and a black woman at that. So, hey, I'm here for it. Exactly. I don't know why people nowadays are going so in on the cover art, like, from artists. It's like, you can't make anybody happy, but I thought the the album art was good, too. Yeah. So, nonetheless, the album does drop on October 1st. They're getting shorter and shorter with these rollouts these days. Yeah, that's it's like we used to know it months in advance or at least several weeks in advance. But now we, they give you two weeks at the most and be like, hey, it's coming. It's on the way. Right. I guess we consume so much. It's just like might as well just do it earlier, the better for some. But yeah, low key, this is making me have less smoke for Drake and Kanye for making people wait so long and just drawing out the process so long <laughs> because it's like, look at how much anticipation they were able to create with that. Now, mm-hmm. granted, these are two of the biggest artists in the world, so that's not going to work for everybody. But Meek is one of the biggest artists, too. So I'm just I would think that he would have a longer album rollout than just a couple of weeks. But he's been working on this album for years at this point. It's been three years. So maybe he's just like, Hey, I want to get it out. And that's that. Right. Exactly. In the social media post announcing the project, Meek put my album expensive pain releases 10 one pre-save now at Nina Chanel. It's giving me heavy NFT vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gassed her up real nice. I know she getting a lot of um, clientele after, <laughs> after Meek tweeted this out and showed this album cover. Uh, but yeah, so expensive pain is on the way. All right, now let's talk about this Met Gala because the looks were some people. There were some high moments, some great looks this year. But for the most part, I was a little underwhelmed by Met Gala standards anyway. Yeah, usually with Met Gala, you see the like extreme fashion, extreme costumes and really like head turning type of pieces. But this year was kind of like I I could have wore it or like (laughs) I could have put it together. Yeah, it was very bleh. It was very... Mm -hmm. Like, that's the vibe I got from it this year. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't blown away by too many people's outfits. Like, usually I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't believe she wore that. I can't believe he wore that. This year it was just, okay, that was cool. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. (laughs) Now, one person that was turning heads because of an accessory he chose, actually, was Frank Ocean. Now, he had a black Prada outfit on, and it was Dreamcore cap. He had the necklace from his Homer luxury jewelry line on. So I like that. But the thing that everybody was talking about was he had a a neon green fake baby with him. Yeah, uh, it was animatronic baby that he carried. Um, it kind of, because Frank Ocean has like the lime hair kind of going on too, so the baby kind of matched the hair. Mm-hmm. in a way but um he didn't even he didn't even know the meaning behind the baby for real, for real. <laughs> he just had it with him yeah so he did an interview with kiki palmer for vogue and when kiki asked him about his ensemble he was just like well movie magic america i don't really know so he <laughs> he just sounded like he kind of did it just to do it just to make a statement 
I think it was more like, oh, the baby's green, my hair's green, let me just carry this baby. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that looked like, it didn't look like there was a lot of deep thought put into it, especially according to his response to Kiki Palmer. But nonetheless, that was a head-turning moment. Another head-turning moment was ASAP and Rihanna. Not for the greatest reasons, though. Yeah, um, a lot of people were looking at their outfits. Rihanna had, like, this big, black, hefty type of look going on. <laughs> Not a hefty. I'm calling it hefty. Not Missy Elliott, I can't stand the rain vibes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, at first, ASAP Rocky, he had on, like, everybody was calling it a Captain Crunch blanket or, like, a little uh, quilted blanket from your grandma's house. Yeah. Wrapped up. That's how he was coming. But then he eventually t- took it off to reveal... A, a boring suit. So you did all that for nothing, for real, for real. <laughs> he wrapped himself up in the in the Cool Ranch Dorito blanket <laughs> and was like, we thought he was going to come out with something extravagant, like, you know, maybe a bright pink suit or something. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But he just came out with, with your typical black tuxedo looking uh, type of suit. And I was just like, okay. So what, what, what was this? What were we supposed to feel behind this? What was the meaning behind this? I wish someone would have got to him on the carpet and have been able to ask, like, okay, what, what's the messaging or how does this tie into the theme? Like, what are we supposed to get from this? I had saw one Twitter user who uh, a lot of people on Twitter were trying to decipher everybody's outfits. And this one tweet went viral because she was saying that maybe, you know, Rihanna was dressed like in the, a big black comforter and ASAP had like the blanket because it was to represent how black art and black artists are slept on in America. <laughs> they tried it. <laughs> they did. But I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't, that couldn't be the reason, but it could be. I don't know. I'm going to tell you what I think happened. I think ASAP and Rihanna were in the house high, <laughs> smoking a blunt. And that is the comforter that they were laying on. <laughs> and they didn't know what they were wearing. It's 15 minutes before the Met Gala, before they're supposed to be on carpet. Mm-hmm. They're like, dang, yo, what should we wear? And then Rihanna's like, oh, well, Balenciaga had sent me something the other day. Maybe I'd put that on. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like the newest the season 2022 Balenciaga. Let me throw that on. And then ASAP's like, well, I mean, I guess I got a suit or whatever, but I feel like I got to jazz it up. You know, I, I'm a fashion killer. Like, Period. I got to jazz this up. So Rihanna's like, I mean, well, that, that blanket you laying on is pretty jazzy. Like, <laughs> what about that? And then ASAP like, you think it'll work? She like, yeah, it'll work. And then he just wraps himself up in that. Boom, Rihanna throws the hefty bag on and they out. Call it a day. They ready for the Met Gala. That's it. That's it. And Rihanna, her hair wasn't done. Well, it was done. I, I think she had like a I, beanie I think, on or something. Yeah. But when she went out to the after party, we seen what was under the beanie and it looked like she had, was going to get a sew-in put in, Ooh. but the sew-in wasn't in yet. So it was just like the braids and then like maybe one track of the sew-in. That's what it kind of looked like. So maybe <laughs> that was the style or maybe Rihanna was like, well, I don't got time to get my hair done. So let Ooh. me make it fashion. Boom. Hey, whatever, whatever she got to do at this point, this sounds like a whole, <laughs> I'm telling mess. you, man, they did not get dressed until 15 minutes before. That's what happened. Right. That's how, that's my theory. My go-to theory. <laughs> <laughs> but were there any other standout looks for you that you like during the Met Gala? Um, another standout was the, uh, Kim Kardashian in the all black, uh, like face covered, everything was covered. Because um, people are saying when she's wearing it, like how Kanye was doing Donda. Right. But then the guy that accompanied her, he was all black too. And people thought it was Kanye based on the stance, but it wasn't Kanye. 
it was a designer as well. Mm. And I saw people interpret that one being like um, America's beauty standards because you everybody knew it was Kim K based off the body type and everybody thought it was Kanye West based off the stance. Mm. So it was to show how like we can see the, I'm getting so deep into it. They see the body and the body shape, the hourglass figure and knew it was Kim Kardashian based off her features or something like that, but in uh, America, but. Great, great that they assigned these <laughs> definitions to it, but, but I feel like it's another reach from them, from them. Because really, what I think is Kim always dresses like a dominatrix. If you look at her, mm-hmm. um, and Kanye likes to dress like that as well. So I feel like this is run of the mill for them. This is more, yo. Well, we don't really have an outfit planned out yet. All right, what are we gonna do? We like an all black look. We love an all black look. Mm-hmm. All right, we're on our mask flow recently. Kanye's been masked up the whole Donda sessions. Like, that's his thing as of recent. Cover the face. Maybe the designer was like, oh, let's play off that. And right. then boom. That's, now we covered up. Now we all covered up. I don't have to get my makeup done. Hello. <laughs> that's a plus. Like, you know. <laughs> I think they just, I think, I think we put so much thought into it. And I love these theories and things like that, too. And I'm just like, yo, what if these people are just like, I don't know. Let's go with that. Like, I don't think they think that deep into it. It feels like when you were in school and your English teacher was like, why do you think the door was blue? And it's really like, because he just wanted it to be blue. Like, <laughs> exactly. Right. Meanwhile, you're like, no, he saw the sky for the first time when he was three <laughs> years old. So th- he's hearkening back to these memories. And it's just like, nah, he just it was just blue. Right. That's it. That's how it was. <laughs> So that is the Met Gala right there. Oh, side note, Kiki Palmer looked great, and she did amazing hosting the the carpet. She did. For Vogue. So, yeah, that's the Met Gala. Now let's talk about Nicki Minaj, because <laughs> it's been nonstop these past few days. So it kicked off a few days ago when she was tweeting out how she was a little hesitant to get the vaccine. She had suffered from covid but she also knew some people who had some adverse effects to the vaccine. So she was just asking some questions about the vax, saying she was hesitant, but she'll probably get it so she can go on tour. And then, of course, all hell broke, all hell broke loose because people were calling her an anti-vaxxer. They were saying she was spreading false information, encouraging people not to get the vaccine. All of this, like a media firestorm. And it's just been going on these, these past few days. Yeah, and it looks like she was even suspended from Twitter on Wednesday night, um, shortly after she posted like a, a bunch of tweets regarding her COVID status and her um, ideas and opinions about it. Mm-hmm. But then in the most recent tweet, it was saying that she was invited to the White House to discuss <laughs> her concerns. Yeah. She, uh, in response to one Dr. Anthony Fauci, who even spoke up on this, um, he was basically saying, like, yo, this whole story that she told about her cousin's friend's testicles being enlarged after he took the vaccine and him becoming impotent. Dr. Fauci was basically like, yeah, there's no truth to that, to those claims that that can happen from the vaccine and basically fact checking it. And then I guess because they consider this false information, that's why Nikki got suspended. And before she was suspended, that's when what you were talking about, where she was saying she was about to go to the white house and speak on it. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know who she was going to speak to at the White House, if this was going to be televised. We didn't get a chance to get any more information. But this whole scenario is just mind boggling to me because why is so much energy and resources being focused into this? Why is this what we're focused on right now? A lot of people are thinking that um, it's Nikki trying to make a distraction from what's going on with her husband. Mm-hmm. Because he recently 
what got like sentenced or actually charged for everything that was going on lately. And so she's trying to like distract it from her being involved with it or knowing about it. But oh, yeah, I, he pleaded yeah. guilty to not registering as a sex offender could face a, a large amount of time in prison. I think it was up to 10 years mm-hmm. and people are saying that she hopped on with the so-called anti-vax rhetoric to distract from that. But I'm like, Nikki just hopped on and tweeted outlandish things like Nikki always does. Yeah. <laughs> but this time around was the, the media reaction. The immediate media reaction was like so crazy. They pounced on it. Like, Five, ten minutes after Nikki wrote these tweets, there's articles going out. There's a media storm around it. You have all of these uh, news channels, political pundits all chiming in, basically jumping on Nikki. And it's just like, yo, we have elected officials that are responsible for the health and safety and well-being of the American public that are not even doing their jobs. And this is their job to do it. And I feel like none of that same smoke is going towards them. But we picked the easy target. Oh, the the woman who raps, let's get on her. It's gonna be the it's gonna generate the most traffic. Let's talk about her instead of talking about what's really happening. Instead of talking about Joe Biden um, wanting to look into all transactions of over six hundred dollars on your bank account mm-hmm. and this new legislation that he's trying to get through. Instead of talking about that and giving him the smoke, let's give the smoke to Nicki Minaj. Why? It's easier and it'll generate more clicks. Right, and I feel like if you're looking towards someone like Nicki Minaj for if you want to get vaccinated or not, or the whole COVID regulations, (laughs) then that's a bigger problem in itself because what Joe Biden is doing, we do need to focus on that too. Right. Come on, man. Like I just, I'm not on this train of, all right, anytime a celebrity says something crazy, let's make it the biggest thing. Let's jump on it and Mm -hmm. try to fact check and try to check them as a person. Like, No, man, if you know what is contributing more to more people being exposed to so-called anti-vax rhetoric is all the recirculation of these tweets, all the retelling of these stories. Mm -hmm. If you would have just ignored it and kept it moving, people would have seen that tweet and forgot. And then we would have been moving on to the next thing by now. Right. But now it's a whole big story. So people that might not have even been hesitant about the vaccine before might be a little more hesitant now. Like, all right, well, why are they making such a big thing out of this? Why are they trying to make an example out of Nikki? Like, right. what, what are they trying to hide? Why is this so important? Like, okay. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm just not with that. Because I feel like every time it's a rapper or a singer, an artist, like, it's like they get, they get their hand popped immediately. But mm-hmm. elected officials, they just get so much grace and nuance and uh, the the press is not on them in the same way unless it's Trump. Like, I just, I'm like, let's hold the people that are really responsible for the health and safety really responsible and let's let rappers rap and tweet and do what they do. Yeah, that's a valid point for sure. Speaking of rappers doing what they do, let's talk about Roddy Rich, man, because we've been looking for Roddy Rich here there near far (laughs) everywhere okay for some new music for a new album for something and it appears that he's working on his new project and he even gave us the title of it now yep it's gonna be called live life fast i got my flame back oh ooh, this sounds cinematic this sounds like a movie yeah so roddy posted up a photo of his apple music library um teasing this new album and it's 18 tracks long with a 51 minute runtime and the first song of the album is called Live Fast Intro. Okay, okay. I'll, just the way it's sounding, the length, the the way the project name is sounding, not the music. I, we don't know what the music sounds like now. Mm-hmm. But the way the name is sounding, the length of the project, 
live fast intro. Like it, it makes me feel like Roddy's about to come with something. Yeah, when he teased the album title, he said, I'm living in the studio, doing this ish for all the MF who love the music, doing this ish for all the MF who hate us, too. And that's where he said, I got my flame back. So, come on, Roddy, man. Just give us a date. I feel like he had an album before and then, like, redid it. Because he was, no, he was teasing mixtapes before. That's what it was. He Mm. was teasing Feed the Streets. So, I feel like he had some body of work done already. But then he went into album mode, and then that's why we didn't get it. And now, hopefully, this album is almost done because it's it's time. Yeah, I feel like it's been like either every month or every two months where I've seen a story being like Roddy Rich gearing up for this album, or then it's like, oh, he changed his hairstyle, must be ready for an album rollout. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He deleted his Instagram pictures, album time. I'm yeah. like, all right, okay. You are your Kanye and Drake right now, Roddy. <laughs> I see you, I see you. But let, just let us have the music. Now, back in March, he did, you know, give a little uh, insight into what the album's going to be about, if this is still that same album. He said, I'm going to bring my fans into my world more. I'm learning the balance. Like, okay, I'm not on Instagram, so I feel like I got to bring them into my life more so they can feel me a little more Mm. and judging by the title I think that's kind of what he's doing like he probably is living fast out here so what that entails hopefully we'll get a a glimpse into that once this album is released yeah I'm excited for this one same that's a great note to end on today as always subscribe to this podcast on all platforms wherever you're listening at right now Spotify Amazon Music Apple Podcasts Stitcher, Podbeam, all of the podcast apps. Follow us and subscribe to us up there. It's imperative, okay? Oh, and also make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our social medias, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok at Hip Hop DX. Yep, follow us too. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A Dub on everything too. And we'll see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya.